0: You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be, so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us, or visit us in person each Sunday at ten thirty a.m. and Wednesday at six thirty p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. beautiful? Like Sarah said, you know, like when people say things about you that actually do life with you, it's even more beautiful and humbling <laughs> because, you know, they actually know you. <laughs> they know they do everyday life with you, you know, and so um, that means a lot to me, honey. Thank you. I love you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I just had this realization back there. I was just reminded again and I was waiting that like I don't want to do anything without Jesus, you know? Like I don't want to wash do the dishes without him. I don't want to wipe my kids' butt without him. I don't want to I don't want to have those hard conversations with people without him. I don't want to do relationship with people without him. I don't want to love people without him. And I was just thanking him back there for being with me up here, you know, because it is a little intimidating every time. Not because I don't know what I'm called to, but just because I feel, not, I feel unqualified to do this. And, and that's the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he calls each one of us to do things that we are unqualified to do by the world's standards, but he chooses us anyways, right? So I just i am thankful for him. I'm thankful that I don't have to do this alone. And I don't want to do it alone <laughs> because you guys aren't going to get much out of it if I do it alone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, so what I really want to talk about today, it's so funny because you know that Holy Spirit's up to something when like I came to church on Wednesday and Tony spoke about receiving God's level part of what he talked about and I had already felt like God had kind of prompted me to talk about that same thing and I had already had like sermon notes written out and then everything that he was talking about Wednesday I was like well well I guess that's confirmation that's what I'm gonna speak on you know because sometimes he'll switch it up at the last minute but it was just very encouraging to hear what he talked about on Wednesday. So if you guys have free time this week, go back and listen to that sermon because it was really, really beautiful. Um, Yeah, but I just, I just, I want to talk about like what a giver God is and <laughs> like he, like what what he gave us, right? I mean, what he continually gives us every single day, himself, right? The fullness of God resides inside of us. We have the fullness of Holy Spirit living inside of us. I mean, hello, the God of the universe made himself one with us. We have all of him. I mean, if that doesn't get you excited, like Aurelia said, if that doesn't get you hyped, if that doesn't get you crying and and joyful and just sobbing on the floor at times, then I feel like maybe we've we've just become a little complacent, right? I've struggled with that myself at times. But it's just like we didn't do anything to deserve or earn this love, and we can't do anything to deserve it. The only response that we can have is to receive it, right? We know that at the time of salvation, right? We just say, I didn't deserve this, but I sure want it. I want this love. I want this kind of life where and so I'll just receive it right we did that at salvation but I felt like what the Lord was saying was that it's so important for us to continue in that posture even after salvation to just continue to receive from him you know you know love gives naturally love is giving right God is giving. He can't be anything but giver because he's love, and love gives. Giving is a natural response to being loved. to being love, right? (laughs) I mean, 1 John 4, 9 says that he showed us his love when he sent or gave us his son, right? He showed us his love by giving to us something we didn't deserve or earn. And and we're also givers because we're created in his image. So we are giving. We're we're naturally givers. Right? It's who we are. So you know, you've heard us say before, we can't give out of what we don't have already. We we give what we have, we give out of the overflow of what we've received from, right? So if we receive love from God, we can give love. So I'm going to read John. My main verse today is going to be John 15 and 9 through 12. And I'm going to be reading the Passion Translation. And I I shared this verse with Owen earlier today. And he was like, that's almost unbelievable. Like, that's almost, how is that, like, that's one of those verses that's like, whoa, that's almost unbelievable that's, that that's even in there. I'm like, I know, right? It's amazing. So John 15, 9, I love each of you with the same love that the Father has loved me. This is Jesus speaking. I love each of you by the same love that I've received from the Father. Jesus loves us out of the overflow of what he's received from God the Father. Right? Continue on, it says, You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. Continually. Every day, all day, abide in his love, right? You must continually live (laughs) nourished by God's love. If you skip down a little bit, it says, Just as I have kept, or just as I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. He's talking about God the Father. We live continually nourished in the love of Jesus, and the way that we, the way that Jesus can love us, is the way that He's receiving from the Father. It's a receiving and it's a giving. It's a receiving and it's a giving, right? That's what intimacy is. Rece- intimacy is takes two parties. It takes a receiving and it takes a giving. If you jump down to verse 11, it says, well, I I like to see it as, like, the result of this, living in love and receiving love. The result is fullness and overflowing gladness. (laughs) That's what I think think of when I hear fullness and overflowing gladness. I hear completeness, right? We can live complete if we are in a posture of receiving and giving at all times. And then verse 12, we love one another because we live continually in his love. That's how we love one another. It's so simple, but it's so profound, right? At least it was to me. You know, Dr. Susan, I don't know if any of you know Dr. Susan Watson. She's one of my amazing spiritual mothers, and I've had the privilege over the last year, year and a half, just really she's poured so much into Owen and I's life (laughs) she's one of our favorite people in the world and she told me one time that the most powerful prayer you can ever pray is Jesus I receive all the love you have for me give me the grace to receive all the love you have for me she's like if you don't ever pray any other prayer the rest of your life pray that wow right the reason it's so powerful is because it, it that prayer positions our hearts to receive from him. And when you're loved well, you give well. You can tell who the ones who, who are loved really well are because they're the ones who give really well. I'm not talking about just money, but that's part of it. I'm talking about the most generous people, the most giving of themselves of love are the ones who are loved well. Now, we know that people of the world who don't know Jesus can give as well, but I'm talking about true love. I'm talking about God is love. If you don't know God and have a relationship with him, then you're not giving real love. He is love. So I'm talking about those who know Jesus and are loved well by him. Those are the ones who love well, the true love, right? I mean, let's think of some of the greats, right? Todd White. Hello. That dude is on fire. He does not go a second of his life without chasing people down on the streets, wherever he goes, crying, telling people they're so loved. The reason he's like that is because he he's giving out of the overflow of what he's received from the Father. He's really, really loved by God. He knows how much God loves him, and he receives that love every second of his life. The reason Tony's up here like this every Sunday Right? <laughs> the reason I, I'm telling you guys, that's not just him on Sundays. <laughs> like, I know him really well. I do life with him on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. And he is really, really full of joy and fully loved by God. It's the overflow of him being loved by Jesus. He has, he's tapped into the, to the revelation of how of the, he was created to be loved by God. And because he sits in that every second of the day and drinks from the love of God, he can be that joyful no matter what his life looks like. Whew. We want to love like that, right? We want to love like Todd White. We all want to, that's like, we all want to be like that, right? But we have to be able to receive one of my favorite stories in the Bible in Luke 7 when the uh, sinful, unnamed sinful woman pours out, pours out the expensive perfume on Jesus' feet, right? She wastes, it's not really waste, but she wastes all her what she owns on him in that moment. She pours out probably her whole life savings onto his feet and washes his feet with her hair. And And Simon the Pharisee, is extremely offended by that right he's like how could you let this sinful woman touch you how could you let her waste all this this is we could all this money we could do something with this right and jesus says those who have been forgiven much love much and and i realize that jesus is talking about he's saying she has had many sins And someone who's had a past like that and then their sins have been forgiven, they know how loved they are by God. And someone who maybe hasn't done so many sinful things, maybe they don't have that realization, but I don't think he's talking about forgiveness. I think he's talking about she has, it's more apparent to her what Jesus did for her because she's had many sins. It's more obvious how much his love covered all those sins, right? But Jesus loves us all the same. He forgives us all. It really has nothing to do with how bad your past was and how not so bad mine was or someone else's was. It has more to do with who's willing to receive and acknowledge what he's done because the price was paid for us all the same. Jesus' life was the price. So she's acknowledging what Jesus did for her, and she her response is to give extravagantly to love back well, right? You know, this the there's also a story that in John twelve where Mary pours out and anoints Jesus' feet. Some people think it's the same person in both those stories, some people disagree. I don't know. I kinda I mean it doesn't really matter, but um, Mary who, who who anoints Jesus' feet in John twelve, again, she does the same thing. She pours out all this expensive perfume on his feet and she wipes it with her hair. And it and I looked it up and it cost about fifty thousand dollars back in Jesus that's what it cost would be today the amount, right? All everything she owns, she she pours it out on him in the and everyone's offended. But Mary, this was the same Mary Mary of Bethany. She was the same Mary who was Lazarus's sister. And she's the one who sat at Jesus's feet when Martha was in the kitchen serving. She learned to be a good receiver, right? She learned to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive from him. I'm not saying there's not a time to do because there is. We know that. But what if everything <laughs> came from just being willing to be loved by him? You know? And, and I, I believe that Mary was able to do that, to pour out that expensive, expensive gift onto Jesus' feet because she learned to sit at his feet and receive from him. So we all, okay, so I've kind of made my point that we need to, (laughs) we should receive God's love, right? But to receive from God, we must know our worth and our value to him. Because if we don't know our worth and our value or we don't believe that we're worthy and valued by him, then we won't receive. Our response will be closed off. I'm not worthy of that, right? So it's really, really important for us to have the revelation of how Worth it, we are. You know what blows my mind about God? <laughs> that really, he is God, and really the only thing that he really wants to do is serve and love us. And, and that may seem very arrogant, but I'm telling you, it's extremely humble. How humble is it to be able to receive a love like that, that you can't pay back, that you can't earn on your own? That's true humility. And we see that with Jesus' life, right? He came and he served. <laughs> he came and he washed the disciples' feet, the ones who would betray him and deny him. He died for us, the ones some of us will never give our lives to him, but he did it anyways. You know, we get uncomfortable with receiving like a big gift, a generous gift from someone, like someone wants sent hand- Someone wants to hand us a big check, and we're like, we say things like, no, no, that's too generous. I can't accept that, right? We say, no, 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 I'll get it. I'll pay for my dinner. No, I'm not going to let you pay for that, right? I've done that so many times. No, 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 I can't let you do that. Why do we say things like that? I think it's because we're believing a lie about how much we're worth. And I think those phrases are sometimes indicators of what we believe we're worth to God, too, you know? It's not arrogant to receive well. It's not arrogant to learn to be a good receiver. It's actually true humility. To recognize that I can't do anything to pay back the giver. Right? And to receive from him out of that posture, out of that place. That's humility. Okay, Ephesians 4, 1 through 2 tells us that humility is actually our divine calling. I'll read it. Lead a life. This is NLT. Excuse me. Ephesians 4, 1 through 2. Lead a life worthy of your calling. And then skip over. What's our calling? Always be humble and gentle. Lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called of God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of love. Part of our calling is to be humble. Humility... (sighs) Okay, I'm going to skip down here. The world defines things by the world's view or experience. The Bible defines things, kingdom principles and ideas, and those are truth. Okay, I preached on this months ago about, you know, truth versus fact, right? Our fact is what we believe or experience or feel, perceive to be true, but truth is the word of God. We live by a higher truth, the word of God. We don't live by what the world says humility is. We don't live by the, what the world says justice is. Because the world defines those things by what they feel and think and perceive and what the enemy has twisted it to be, counterfeit, right? So it's really, that's why it's so important to renew our minds with the truth of the word. Because that is our truth, okay? So, for instance, humility by the world's standards, in the dictionary, the word humility says to lower your self-importance. Okay, so, but Jesus, Jesus's life shows us what humility is, and he never lowered his self-importance. He was the one who said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but me, but through me, I am the Savior of the world. People probably thought that was extremely arrogant, right? He knew who he was. He was confident. He didn't lower his, he knew his worth and value. And from that place, he served. Because why? Because that's our purpose. Our purpose as as sons and daughters is to come and serve, to love and to serve. So we see what humility is in the life of Jesus. You know, the world doesn't know love because they don't know God. So every, every principle and idea in the kingdom fits into love. But the world defines love as something that's not love, really. God is love. If you don't know God, you don't know love, right? So we have to start to believe what things really are. Let me go back. Anyways. It's important to... We we give and we receive from a posture of humility. So true humility, like Jesus shows us. Knowing our worth and our value. And serving and giving. So Jesus, he... He never lowers his self-importance. He always knows who he is. We see that in, in verses like, I only say what I hear the Father say, right? He's constantly in receive mode from the Father. He only says what he hears the Father say. He only does what he sees the Father do. You know, he, he, true humility is knowing the importance and the weightiness of who you are—that you're a royal priesthood, like it says in one Peter two nine, right? We're a royal priesthood. What do what does royalty do? What's their assignment? To serve. To serve people. So our assignment is to receive and give, receive and give, receive and pour, receive and pour. And we can't know our worth and our value unless we receive that revelation from him, okay? Jesus was like, I just keep going back to who Jesus was, how humble, how he walked in humility so beautifully. He was just hands-out receive mode like we all do, you know. <laughs> we do this because it's posturing ourselves to receive something, right? <laughs> Jesus is giving because he is receiving. <laughs> right? In Matthew 10, 8 it says, freely you have get, been given, freely you have received, freely give. We can only give what we've received, like I said earlier. We didn't deserve the price that Jesus paid for us, but we are worth it. I hear people say, oh, I'm not worth it. That's not true. Jesus' life says you're worth it. You may not deserve it. None of us deserve it. But you are worth it. Because you don't pay a price for something unless it's worth it. If someone, okay, I'm not going to buy my car, like, someone wouldn't sell me my car that I just, it's brand new for a dollar. Why? Because it's worth more. They're going to charge me way more for it, right? They're going to charge me what it's worth. If someone came and kidnapped my kids, I would empty my bank account, sell everything I own, die, give my life to get them back. Why? Because they're worth it to me they're that valuable to me. But if someone came and kidnapped my couch, probably not going to die for the couch. Probably not going to empty my bank account. Probably not going to sell everything I own for my couch because it was used anyways. It's not even that nice of a couch. I'll just go buy another couch, right? You can t- you can have it. Right? So, how much if Jesus paid his life if his life was the price for us, God of the universe, how worth how worthy are you? How worth it and valuable are you to him? Right? So, I mean, this might kind of sound kind of harsh, but if you don't believe you're worthy of that, then that's kind of a slap in the face to Jesus who gave his life for you. Right? I don't mean it to be rude or harsh. I mean, I had that revelation myself. And, and we can tell how much we believe that we're worthy and valued by him by the things we say about ourselves, right? Oh, I'm so dumb or I'm so whatever. Our self-talk. Like... <laughs> So many times Sarah will be like, is, like I'll be like, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly or whatever. She's like, is that what Jesus would say about you? I'm like, no. <laughs> or Owen will say that, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. And we we can tell how how willing we are to receive that love and how worthy we really think we are to receive that love by the way we talk about ourselves. But let me tell you, we will never be able to love people we will never be able to show people their worth and their value unless we believe our worth and our value. And we receive that love from Jesus. Oh. <sighs> you know, remember the two commandments? Jesus summed up all the 10 commandments in two commandments, love your God with all your heart and love one another. Can't do the second without the first. Can't love one another unless you love God with all your heart. And part of loving God with all your heart is receiving from him because relationship requires two ways. Relationship requires a giving and a receiving. Intimacy requires a giving and a receiving. Otherwise, it's one-sided. I mean, yes, it's important to pour out our affection on Jesus. Yes, it's important to give him our love. Of course it is. It would be one-sided if we didn't ever do that, too. But it's also one-sided if you just do that and you don't ever receive from him. And it's actually arrogance. I'm speaking to myself, guys. If this is harsh in any way, just know that I love you and I'm in process in this, okay? (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's get to it, because I like to know, like, when I hear messages like this, I'm like, okay, what, that's great. What do I need to do? What do I need to do about it? <laughs> you know, I'm a doer, and um, the reason, <laughs> I'm such a doer that Jesus says, rest. <laughs> that's, like, the one thing he's teaching me, rest. You know, rest is a heart posture. It doesn't mean do nothing. It just means rest and lean into him and let him carry you. Do it with him, you know? not in our own strength. So that being said, how can we become better receivers? Well, when we spend time with Jesus, when we carve out time in our day, this is just one practical thing. When we carve out time in our day to spend time with him, it's just getting into receive mode. Right? Right? How silly would it be if I went out? The, Owen gave me this illustration. I'm going to use it. How silly would it be if I went out to coffee with someone <laughs> and I was just like, hey, how are you doing? Okay, I'm going to get right to it. And then I just start talking to them about everything that's going on in my life, what I need, what I, whatever. Just talk, 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 talk. And how are you doing? Okay, good. Okay, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not receiving anything from them. I'm just right that's not intimacy that's not relational and again i feel like it might be bumping up against something in here this lie that believes you're not worthy to receive well who am i i'm not worthy to receive anything from god of the universe you know the things i've done things i've said you know what i did yesterday you know maybe it's bumping up something inside of me still Or maybe it's in this room, but it's a lie, okay? It could be as simple as, Jesus, I receive the prayer I I shared earlier. Jesus, I receive all the love you have for me. Whatever that looks like in this moment, God, you know? Maybe you don't hear anything back. Maybe you don't feel anything. That's okay. You still know he's there. We know he never leaves us, right? Thank you for your love. Thanking him for his love. Thank you for what? We always have something to fall back on. We all have the cross. Thank you for the cross. The cross is where you showed me that I'm worth it. Right? Everything we're looking for and needing is found in his love. His love is just that powerful right <laughs> it fills up all the spaces all the lack his love that's what we experienced when we when we gave our life to Jesus that high that we experienced right the on fire for Jesus people talk about that's not supposed to ever go away it's not just supposed to be for when you give your life to Jesus and then when you're in your young 20s and 30s you know <laughs> You can be 75 and still be as filled and complete. And that's what my goal is. (laughs) I don't want to be 70 years old and just being like, well, lived my glory days back in my 30s. I don't know if I'll sound like that when I'm 70, but... (laughs) I hope I don't. I got real country there (laughs) for a second. Uh, You know, love is powerful enough to set the captives free, heal the sick, and raise the dead, right? It's powerful enough to, okay, love gives, okay? Love only gives. The only reason that love would ever take away is if it's removing something that should have never been there in the first place, like fear. (laughs) Love deposits and removes things that aren't supposed to be there. So the only way we can be complete, we don't get me wrong. Here's not here's what I'm not saying, okay? The famous words. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we need to strive and do anything else to get to be a good receiver. We already have the fullness of Jesus living inside of us. The problem is is that we don't believe that. Jesus already paid the price for us. We have the fullness already. We're already complete in Him. Okay? I can give you about 100 different Bible verses that tell you that. The problem is we don't believe that. And we can still stiff arm God, even though we're complete in Him. Because we're afraid or we don't want Him to touch that area. Right? So maybe... Maybe there's areas in your life where you're, you know, most of us know if we're stiff arming arming him in certain areas, right? We know the areas where we're like, "Um, I don't know if I want you to go there. I'm okay with you doing this, going this far, but I'm not not okay with you touching the things I really enjoy doing, but they aren't good for me. (laughs) Or like, you know, I'm not okay with surrendering this area of my life to you. Not comfortable with that. Right? We all do that to, an, to, a, to a degree. So, when I say we need to learn to be good receivers, it's more about believing and receiving the truth that's already there, right? And if that seems too good to be true, well, I'm sorry, but it is. It is true. You know, we don't, people don't like easy. Religion doesn't like anything that's easy. (laughs) Sorry, religion. It's that easy. Religion wants us to strive and earn and do so that we feel better about ourselves receiving that amazing gift. But I'm telling you, if we can just open ourselves up and we can let love in, love will drive out. The nastiest, darkest religion, (laughs) religious spirits got to go when love comes in, right? So please don't go home and put this on your checklist of to-do things. Be a good receiver and all the steps to get to be a good receiver. (laughs) I've been there, done that. Right? It's not that, it's not that. It's just posturing ourselves. Because we do have a choice, right? It's not really relationship, it's not relational, it's not intimacy unless there's a choice. That's why God gave us all a free choice. Because if He just forced us into this relationship, into this covenant, then it wouldn't be true love, right? <laughs> if my husband put a gun in my head and said, You will marry me, well then and I didn't love him and didn't want to be in that committed relationship, then that would be probably terrible and against the law or something. I don't know. You know, like that's not real love. That's not real relationship. It's real love and real relationship because I choose him every day and he chooses me every day. Nothing in the kingdom comes without intimacy, guys. We say that over and over and over again because it's true. Nothing, you can't, Shortcut to get the breakthroughs and the things in the kingdom—it all comes through relation, relationship. It comes through a giving and a receiving on both ends. Abiding in His love—that's what that means. Living in His love. Hmm. So I want to finish with. Um, I'm going to read John 15 again, okay? And then we're going to practice receiving from him, receiving love from him. I love each of you. This is Jesus talking to us. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, what are the commands? Love your God with all your heart. You will live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you these things so that the joy that I experience, (laughs) the joy that Jesus experiences, will fill our hearts with overflowing gladness. This is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. We love because he first loved us. (laughs) We love because he loves us right now. He loves us every day. He chooses us. your only response please don't say no no that gift is too generous please don't say no no I'll pay for it I'll I'll get it no I can't accept that it's too good please don't say that because he died for you to say yes (laughs) right So if you guys want to stand and we're just going to we're just going to take a minute to just practice receiving from Jesus. You can you know actually you just get comfortable. You don't have to stand if you want to you can you can sit, you can lay on the floor, just get into receive mode. Whatever receive mode looks like for you. Just hands out the love you have for us in this moment we breathe in your love we breathe out your love Jesus Lord we don't deserve it but you said we're worth it and whether we fully come to terms with that or not it's the truth and we rest on that truth right now Receive your love, God. Whatever way you'd like to show us how much you love us in this moment. Whatever way we need to be loved in this moment. (laughs) I believe some of you are going to sense God's love like you never have before in this moment. Maybe you're you're not usually a feeler, but you're going to start to feel the warmth tingly a goodness a love poured out on you some of you may not see visions or feel like you hear from God well but in this moment you're going to hear things thoughts pop into your mind how much God loves you how much you are worth it to him (laughs) some of you may not see visions but you're going to start to see pictures in your mind for loving us so perfectly, so beautifully. I wasn't going to share this, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to share this. That I always sing, I always sing in every sermon, but there's this song that I sing to my kids at night before they go to bed different than the last one I shared (laughs) and I just feel like Jesus is singing over us right now Jesus is singing that over each one of us. You're his favorite. He's so proud of you. He loves you so much. So we're just going to rest in this moment. Let him love us more. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for pouring out your goodness on us and your sons and daughters. Not because we deserve it, because you say we're worth it. Your life says we're worth it. Thank you, Jesus. Believe in this moment that some of you are who had pain before, just gonna feel that pain just wash away. Any pain that you have in your body is just gonna melt away right in this moment. believe that Jesus wants to give you guys a gift however that you hear from God maybe you hear like you hear an impression in your spirit you think this is what he might be saying you see something or you feel something however you hear from him we all hear him differently and uniquely but I believe that God wants to give you a gift I want you to ask him what's the gift Jesus what do you want to give me When you, when you hear, when you see what it is, I just want you to put your hands out like this and just imagine yourself receiving it, taking it into yourself. Jesus for erasing all the lies. Maybe Jesus wants to show you a lie that you're believing. And replace it with the truth. Because love does that too. continue this posture of just receiving from him because we don't want to be in a hurry right our life depends on it the people around us that we're called to love and to pour out into their lives depend on us receiving everything that we can from him the world needs what we have to offer the world is the world is hurting and the world is is longing for love This is the most important thing that we can do. (laughs) So please, whatever you need to do in this moment... singing, Jesus, we love you in the bathroom, <laughs> and that makes my heart really proud because I want more than anything for them to know who He is, that He is love, and I just believe that that's exactly Jesus' heart for all of us, God's heart for all of us to know to intimately know and experience all the love he has for us. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So we're going to have prayer people up here. I don't, in no way, please, please, if you're having a moment, with Jesus, please stay in that posture. If you guys want to talk and converse with one another, please be respectful of people who are encountering jesus in this moment but we also want i want i want to make time for people who are up here to pray if you want prayer if you've never accepted jesus into your heart and you want to accept him into your heart today for the first time (laughs) come on up here and and receive his love if you haven't already in this moment jesus if you want a prophetic word or you want some encouragement or you want some empowerment these people up here (laughs) they love people really well and they can do that (sighs) thank you jesus just pray a special blessing over each person that's in this room right now thank you god for your love for them thank you that their life is valuable (laughs) not because of anything they do, but just because you say so. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Pray that each person would leave empowered by you and filled up to overflowing so that they can be like little Tonys walking around, with smiles, cheesy smiles on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> and the world will say, I want what, that, what they have. <laughs> love you guys. Thank you again, as always, for just being so loving and accepting and receiving of what I have to share. And I love my church family so much. I love each one of you guys. So, yes, thank you. And again, we have prayer people up here if you need prayer. And if you have to leave, that's okay too. Have a great week. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.